Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am your host, James Madison, and this is very much a red flag, all alarms going off story. This is something that's probably not going to get reported or touched upon in most media outlets. This could easily be that thing that a bunch of things are being used right now to distract you from going forward. <sighs> and there's a few angles to this story that I want to address. So this might be a longer episode, but it's worth sitting through. Let's go right here and start it off without any hesitation. Forbes, extremely dangerous risk as fighters in Sudan occupy lab holding measles and polio samples, World Health Organization warns. Now, the WHO is very much in league with the World Economic Forum, and that is very important when people like Bill Gates come into play later on. By, uh, shit. Salitia Ray, moving forward. April 25th, 2023, this is an updated story, and there is also an archived version of this article, so it will, you know, in case it does get taken down, there will be a forever version of it you can go look at anytime in the description below. We have one, two, three, four, four things to look at today after this article, let's get right into it. Updated April 25th at 11.10 a.m. Top line, a representative from the World Health Organization Tuesday warned that the uh, presence of fighters in a health lab, health lab, ooh, in Sudan could pose a major biological risk amid fears that an ongoing power struggle between the country's army and main parliamentary forces could spiral into a deadly civil war. Yeah, when you say health lab, they mean bio-research facility. How long do you think this evolves into a gain-of-function situation? You want to bet? I mean, right now, and we're just working with what we have right now, but I'm just kind of looking forward. We have an election coming up, Biden's running for president, and now all of a sudden a bio lab has a major possible leak coming out of it? What? You don't say. On top of that, you have the World Economic Forum talking about there could easily be a new pandemic that could take the globe that would make COVID seem minuscule, a inconvenience on the road to our goals. I'm working on my Klaus Schwab impression. Key facts. Nina Sadid Abid, the WHO representative in Sudan, told reporters that some fighters have occupied the National Public Health Laboratory, which holds samples of various pathogens, including measles and polio, in the capital city of Katram. Katram. The... Let me make sure I'm saying that right. In the capital city of Khartoum, the AFP reported, calling it a, quote, extremely, extremely dangerous situation, a bid warned, there is a huge biological risk associated with the occupation. Technicians at the lab were kicked out by occupying forces, a bid noted, adding that the building is that the building also contains blood samples, Reuters reported. The WHO representatives expressed concern that the technicians don't have access, pardon me, to go back into the lab and safely remove the dangerous biological material. It is, un- it is unclear if the occupying fighters belong to the Sudanese Armed Forces or rival Rapid Support Force, RSF, RSF. I said RSV. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of ironic. The RSV forces fucking with viruses. That's a <laughs> uh, parliamentary group. 
or to watch for. The two warning, the two warring factions, have agreed to a third-party ceasefire, which has enabled various foreign governments to evacuate their citizens from the country. The ceasefire was reportedly brokered by the U.S. and Saudi Arabia Secretary of Defense Anthony Blinken. Said the U.S. will work with its partners and the Sudanese civilian officials to <laughs> implement a long-term peace agreement bullshit. And we'll get into why that's bullshit soon, too. It did not need to be this way. And the plan in which he's working off of is a gutted, twisted, swamped-up version of an Abraham Accords agreement. The key background. The ongoing clash in Sudan invokes two of the country's most powerful armed groups. The army led by General Abdel Fattah el Burnham and the RSF parliamentary force led by General Mohamed Hamdan Diago. The two leaders draw, uh, draw their support from tens of thousands of armed personnel and worked together in 2021 to carry out a military coup to seize power in the lead up to the ongoing conflict. A coup we helped, by the way. Never forget that any coup in countries like this, America is inevitably in the background somewhere. In the lead up to the ongoing conflict, both leaders have agreed to allow a transition back to democracy, working with the Sudanese various politician political parties. However, the proposed integration of the RSF into the Sudanese armed forces and the hierarchy of the military emerged as a key sticking point between Buran and Dagalgo. Uh, Dagalgo also tried to present himself as a pro-democracy figure, but concerns have been raised about his about his and his militia's alleged links to Russian mercenary group Wagner, which is accused of committing several atrocities and is actively involved in Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine last week. Mind you, Ukraine was full of American-ran biolabs as well, and we still don't know what was fully in there, but moving on. Several atrocities, Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine... Last week, the RSF was accused of firing at a U.S. diplomatic convoy. Insane. Now, what does all this mean? Let's break it down real quick. There are two warring factions, and one of them is currently occupying a bio-research facility owned and operated by the U.S. federal government, which has measles and polio samples in it, live measles and polio samples in it. Now, in this country, we do... Uh, we already have some level of natural immunity from polio uh, and measles, but we don't know what kind these are. Have they been genetically modified? We have no information about what's in these vials. This is a, a evolving story. Now, the conflict in Sudan has been going on for about two and a half years. And both sides are like, we are the good and just side. We want to help and work with America. And America's working with both sides as well. We're arming them and, and we, you know, we're poking and picking and prodding along both sides to fight and gut each other. But the problem with all this is what's going to happen now? They fight, someone breaks a vial, and polio or measles or both break out in a country that's not inoculated against it. Or a country that, I mean natural inoculation, I'm more and more skeptical of vaccines by the day. We're just COVID-19s. Now it's like all of them in general. Oh, well, I'm still getting my tetanus one at least. I'm already slightly autistic. What difference does it make at this point? At least my heart's going to be okay. Now, 
with this potential outbreak, sorry for the pause, I had to adjust my headphones. With this potential outbreak, you could see both factions die from illnesses, I guess, the silver lining, but there's gonna be a massive potential outbreak and this could spread globally. And a lot of these more Middle Eastern countries do not have a lot of the developed medicine that we have here in the West that we take for granted every day. This could have catastrophic consequences on the globe. But we're gonna talk more about this too. Now, but that, that, that peace agreement with Blinken, that Blinken's taking all the credit for, that's not his original plan. We're gonna hop over here to the post-millennial. Trump, Sudan joins peace accords with Israel and five additional countries to join soon, October 23rd, 2020. The announcement comes as Sudan seeks to improve its relationship with the United States by Noah David Alter. Uh, yep, Alter. October 23rd, 2020. Yeah, President Donald Trump announced on Friday that the Su that Sudan and Israel have agreed to normalize ties. According to White House Deputy Press Secretary Judd Deere, it will be the first time in two centuries have had diplomatic relationships. Trump additionally announced that five other countries are seeking to join the historic peace deals soon. This would have been brought this would have brought peace to the Middle East. Even had Taliban and ISIS original different like different factions of ISIS, not the whole thing. But anyway, there were terrorist cells agreeing to sign on to these peace deals. And it would have gotten America, like, all out of the Middle East, other than, like, in Israel, where, I don't know, I guess they own us or something. I, I, I missed the memo as to where the Constitution or where public support for just fucking being pimped out by Israel came into play. But, you know, it is it is what it is, unfortunately. I'm on the uh, defund Israel crowd, but I'm in, on the defund all countries crowd. Anyway, move on. Uh, ties to other countries seeking to store peace so soon. Breaking president at real Donald Trump has announced this, uh, that Sudan and Israel have agreed to norm, uh, normalization of relations. Another major step towards building peace in the Middle East with another nation with another nation joining the Abraham Accords. The announcement comes as Sudan seeks to improve his relationship with the United States. Which has been fraught over, fraught, uh, fraught ever since President Trump subjected Sudan, along with six other countries, to a travel ban shortly after he assumed office in 2017. Along with recognition of Israel, the Sudanese government has agreed to pay $335 million to the United States in compensation for victims of terrorism. The White House says that. This achieves, quote, the resolution of long-standing claims of victims of the East African Embassy bombings, the, the attack on the USS Cole, and the murder of USAID employee John Grainville. In return, Sudan is likely to receive debt relief from the United States, access to American foreign aid, and American trade delegations. Sudan will also likely be removed from Trump's travel ban and will be removed from the list of state sponsors of terror, according to the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. American and Israeli officials made a, secret, uh, made a sec, uh, secret trip to Sudan on Wednesday to discuss the prospects of normalization. Multiple outlets have reported, while no details of the trips were released publicly, it apparently included top aides to both Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and 
President Trump. This historic deal marks a stunning reversal from uh, the three no's proclaimed in the infamous Khartoum Resolution of 1967 named after Captain the captain of the Sudan, Sudan, in which the talks uh, leading to the resolution took place. The resolution declared that there will be, quote, no peace with Israel, no recognition of Israel, and no negotiations with Israel. The deal is the third of a series of peace agreements signed between Israel and Arab states in the past few months. Israel signed a peace agreement with Gulf Kingdoms, of Bahrain, Bahrain and United Arab Emirates in September at the White House in an agreement dubbed the Abraham Accord. It marked the first peace deals between Israel and Arab states since 1994 when Israel and Jordan signed the peace treaty with support of the then President Bill Clinton. Mind you, Donald Trump also ended the proxy wars going on in Jordan too. Now the civil war is going on there, but that's that's a that's an issue that they have have to do with. It's one of the few civil wars we didn't really have much to do with. So, you know, we can't really do much to help with that. President Trump took to Twitter to celebrate the announcement, describing it as, quote, huge win for the United States and for peace in the world. Huge win for the United States and for peace in the world. Sudan has agreed to the peace normalization agreement with Israel, with the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, or uh, sorry, Bahrain. That's three Arab countries to have done so in only a matter of weeks. More will follow. I wish. Everything kind of just imploded after this. In a joint statement between the United States, Sudan, and Israel, the Sudanese government was praised for their courage following decades of living under the brutal dictatorship. According to the statement, the United States and Israel will aid Sudan in, quote, strengthening their democracy, improving food security, countering terrorism and extremism, and tapping in to their economic potential. Multiple sources are also reporting that President Trump has said that five additional countries, including Saudi Arabia, are seeking to join the peace deal. The deal is also a major victory for Prime Minister Netanyahu, who has sought to establish relationships with many of Israel's Arab neighbors. As the Middle East geopolitics continue to shift, having made little progress with Palestine, of course there wasn't going to be much uh, progress made with with Palestinians, and facing an aggressive and expansionist, uh, expansionist, God, I don't know why I was struggling with that word so hard, Iran, normalization of relations with Arab states has been a priority for ensuring Israel's regional security. No date has been officially provided for when diplomatic relations will be established. Well, as of right now, never, because of the bullshit pulled by Joe Biden. But that's just to address where the, the, the peace deals that Blinken taking credit for came from. That failed. No, 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 no. He's trying to take credit for this and this going through the roof. Now... I talked about Bill Gates, and the World Economic Forum has talked about a potential another outbreak. It was one of the big talking points of the last Davos meeting. So let's hop over here to an article we've covered in depth. I'll leave a link to it in the description below. Bill Gates warns of smallpox terror attacks as he seeks research funds. Yeah, he was begging the U.S. government to fund him to make and develop smallpox vaccines. 
and hoping the government would pay in to have them rolled out similar to how the COVID vaccinations were being handed out at the time of this article being written in November of 2021. But that didn't work out. And everyone was like, smallpox? That's interesting, Bill. I mean, I, we, we don't really see smallpox. As far as we know, it's kind of extinct, right? Like, like what's the concern here? Well, as you... As it just happens to, to, to have, you know, there's this pharmaceutical company called Merck that Bill Gates is basically the head of the board as the largest stakeholder. And what vials labeled smallpox found at Merck facility outside Philadelphia, November 18th, 2021, November 18th, 2021, November 9th, 2021, and then just about exactly nine days later on the 18th at a pharmaceutical company owned by by Bill Gates, as a, like the largest shareholder, just happens to have this. So the story behind this one is: there's a guy cleaning the freezers on the night shift. No one's supposed to be in the building. He goes on lunch break. He's gone for 45 minutes. Comes back, and all of a sudden, there's this new pallet just sitting there, all in the freezer, delivered out of nowhere. His shit was moved to put it down. He was so confused, so he looks at it, and it's vials marked smallpox, live. Many millions of live smallpox samples, just right there in every jar. There were thousands of vials, but every vial had millions of samples in it. Oh! And then what's this? With new commitment, Gates Foundation joins Call to help end polio. I will leave a link to all these in the description below. So you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that polio? something the World Economic Forum and World Economic Forum alumni Bill Gates has warned about and also smallpox just happened to be here. Measles. Wow. You don't fucking say. Uh, surely a coinky goddamn dinky if I've ever fucking heard of one. Folks, what the hell was that? Anyway, I'm gonna go. I just had a big bang downstairs, so I'm probably gonna get shot by the feds for reporting this. Keep this in mind, folks. This is probably one of the stories that's going to be buried and suppressed. And we will keep bringing it to you here on Inside Four Walls with me, your host, James Madison, powered and protected by Sin Media. All right, guys. Keep an eye out there, and I'll be coming to you with more stories. The next one. The fuck? There is something going on down. There is something going on downstairs. I really go check it out because I was joking before, but now I'm like, oh, oh. I'm hearing a lot of noises downstairs, but the dog's not barking, so it's probably just the dog getting into something, and I'm probably going to be very mad at a very old pit bull here very shortly. That being said, uh, the next uh, episode's coming out today. Uh, the next three, if I can get them done in time, will be just letting you know, preview. Uh, Anheuser-Busch update. Uh, a Tucker update. Well, Fox News update, specifically. And we'll be talking about another journalist, another establishment mouthpiece that has been kicked out of the news world. Interesting developments. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm Ernest James Madison, and I shall talk to y'all later. Deuce.
Don't assume that free speech means the right to freely hurt people's feelings. Why would you use free speech to hurt someone when we can use free speech to bring people together? This is a time for true unity. What if free speech revealed that we are more united than they'd ever dare imagine? It's time to break free. Rumble.